So check this out. I got word that Hulu threw this crazy party in Beverly Hills with literally all of the biggest reality TV stars. I'm talking about all the Bravo Lebs, Candy Burris, Portia Williams, James Kennedy, Jax Taylor, even Captain Lee, and Kate Chastain. Here's the genius part. If you want to find out what happened at the party, you have to watch the commercials. Yes, I know I'll be tuning in and then signing up for a free trial to get my favorite reality TV shows at Hulu.com. Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, Episode 7, The Ugly Section is over, but we are just getting started on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap, and now you're the guys with zero magical body parts. I am Rob Sesternino, along with Akiva Winokur. Uncle Kiva, how are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, is this... Uh, the ugly section of the podcast or the good-looking no, section? No, no, no. This is... Uh, th- th- there's no ugly section me, in podcasting. So what do you think? I mean, yeah. come on. I of got course. us in. Yes, Josh Wiggler is here. Josh Wiggler, how yeah. are you? I'm doing great. Although I think instead of calling him Uncle Keevy on this week's podcast, we should call him uh, Dr. Winokur. Dr. Winokur, yes. Yeah. Yes. Akiva, yeah. is this the first time? Has Ed Bagley Jr. been on Curb before? Is this a new character, Dr. Winokur? I believe it's a new character. What's strange is that uh, Marissa Janet Winokur has been on the show before. And I think there's also been a character named Winokur. So somebody either... Uh, Garland or Larry David, like somebody has a Winokur that they're like, all right, we'll just name like a it's random you. Jewish character. No, they, you think they, it's they listen, probably yeah, they listen to the Seinfeld podcast. You think it's Rabbi Winokur? Yeah. If if they hadn't is named Rabbi the character Winokur that, also a police officer? No, Rabbi Winokur is the <laughs> furthest thing from a police officer. Oh, okay. He's an accountant also, actually. Oh. Um, I, I, I just I, I think if they hadn't used this name in like one of the first episodes of the series, then I'd say. Sure, of course it's after me, but uh, they've been doing. They've been using the name Winokur on the series randomly for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So Akiva, a lot of hype uh, this week to talk about uh, a Curb Enthusiasm episode focused around a, a number of subplots, but probably most notably for uh, our sake was the impact of the New York Jets on the Curb Enthusiasm world. All right, just excuse me a sec. I'm going to mute my mic so you guys can talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, come back in 22 minutes. Yeah, just 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 shout when uh, when you need me. I'll be here. So how about that, Akiva? Yeah. So we had been given warning. People, I guess, were were pub, you know promoting the fact that um, this was going to be a jet centric episode. And I was curious. Like, I thought, oh, maybe we're going to get you know some Jets cameos like Sam Darnold, or maybe would I thought Rich Eisen, who's a who's a very big fan of the show and friends with Larry David from the NFL Network. We'd see him, but no, they they you know sewed it in in a really interesting way. What did you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was really uh, exciting. Uh, it had been spoiled uh, for me of what the storyline was going to be uh, by somebody on Twitter. I watched the show like an hour after, and primetime Adam Shine happened to be in my uh, Twitter timeline to uh, spoil where this was going. But uh, yeah, I, I never heard of this where the uh, Jets, you know, are, are so frustrating uh, that, the, the, you know, there's so much disappointment that they cause somebody to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, let's just say I found this the most relatable TV episode I'd ever seen. <laughs> They killed right. Carl. <laughs> yeah, poor Carl. That's tough. I mean, Carl did it himself. Um, 
Listen, I, I I had pitched to you before when I on my most recent Renap appearance the idea of Rob and Akiva build a sports fan where I come onto the podcast and you guys tell me uh, how to become a fan of a team or a sport. It seems like I definitely don't want you guys to make me a Jets fan, right? Like life is terrible and filled with pain. Yeah, yeah. So far, so far um, <laughs> to this to this point, yeah. When Akiva, was the last time? When was the last time it was good to be a Jets fan? Has I mean, it ever been the, good to be a Jets fan in your life, or no? Yeah, I think Larry our called it. I think yeah. he said like, uh, I guess ninety eight wasn't that bad uh, that mm-hmm. that season. But uh, other than that, I mean, there was you know two years with Rex Ryan that were pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I I think in general, specific comedy is very funny because like, yes, Josh might have gotten this, but at least this was like not generic at all. Like saying the Jets haven't been good since 68, but then like, well, 98 with Bill Parcells, like very specific. And like you could have gotten 10 trillion to one odds that Austin Safarian Jenkins would get multiple mentions on an episode <laughs> of Korean Dudes. I'm like, I don't know if Austin Safarian Jenkins like I don't know where he is now. I'm curious if he's like getting a lot of at state on Instagram. Yeah, I think he ran into legal trouble, if I'm not mistaken, towards the end of his career. Yeah, I think what's so. That, I think wait, so. what's that name? Austin Safarian Austin? Jenkins. Uh, he was yeah. a guy who was, you know, Austin a, Safarian Jenkins. Yes, uh, yes. that's a great he name. Was, I think he was he with uh, the uh, the Buccaneers first. Yeah, the and Buccaneers, then, and then he had yeah, like yeah. what, like a DWI. Yeah, he's he's one of these guys who like had all the talent in the world, yeah. but just and couldn't put it. The together. Jets picked him up off the scrap heap, and he had like a like a good year with the Jets, and then left in free agency, and then uh, went back to irrelevance uh, in in his post Jet <laughs> career. But that was a very specific moment at the end of the episode, which was talked about. I wonder how close the writing of this episode was to that game that was mentioned, which was not a big game in, in, under any stretch of the imagination. Was that for the 2016 season or? 2017 season i think 17 i think it was a 2017 reference well no you you mean were they writing it then yeah no well they i mean they were right no i know this uh season with film well afterwards they had darnold references in the in yeah, this but they picked that specific moment to end on that oh, right, i mean right, that right. was the most controversial like uh, or disappointing play that was like from like the first or second quarter of a jet game from two years ago yeah i guess but they hadn't played any relevant games the last few years because they're so bad I'm sure there's more disappointing moments in the last two years. It is years. true. It is true. But it's like funny how, right. Oh, so you mean maybe they wrote this episode a couple years ago? I don't know. Maybe it just stuck with him for some reason. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very funny random, like it's as random as, as, as you get. I do. And it is, I guess, like they're really filming this into the fall because Donald doesn't get mono till almost October, right? Well, I don't know so. it, that, uh, now, Josh, this, so this is very specific Jets talk, but it, it led me to think about this. So, does Curb Your Enthusiasm take place in a parallel universe? Because, the, you know, we've talked about yeah. some of the differences where Larry David, uh, obviously, you know, is, is is Larry David, but there's no Curb Your Enthusiasm. And there's other things like uh, Vince Vaughn is clearly not Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, uh, exactly. And so in, in this parallel universe where Lady like on Mandela Bell effect type yeah, stuff. is out for the season, in, in this universe, was Lady on Bell out for the 2019 season, Akiva? Uh, they were sort of implying, like, maybe it's 2020. He's like, last season, you know, Darnold was whatever. Is this I, the future? I, a lot of times, a lot of times uh, shows will make up a fake guy for something like this. Like, the league sort of uh, usually used the real person, but the, the the league would dub in people yeah. close to airtime. They they wouldn't show their face, and they'd, be, and they'd just name a random fantasy football I wonder player. if Carl got, like, bad intel. Is it possible? Uh, uh, Josh, did you? That would be funny. He's, it was like uh, they saw a fake, uh, a, like some fake news by like Adam, Adorn Schefter or somebody. <laughs> Adam Schefter underscore. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but Josh, do you think this 30 Rock exists in this uh, parallel universe? <laughs> yeah. Who's who's uh, in for Jane Krakowski, though? I um, don't know. This, so does 30 Rock yeah. exist and somebody else plays Jenna Maroney? Yeah, I think that's Or is she a Jenna it. Maroney doppelganger? Or, uh, or, or Cheryl was up for the part uh, as possible. I don't know. Uh, I like this idea of uh, Curb existing in a parallel universe. I feel like uh, there's a lot, lot of, lot of small, subtle ways where you can tell that things are di- like if, if the, if the bathrooms that Larry is currently building really take off, uh, then I think that we're in. Surprisingly, <laughs> I think we may be in the better world. Okay. Well, the bathroom attendant storyline comes out of uh, the uh, new <laughs> hit restaurant. Tiato, which, which I guess is why does Larry have to eat every meal at this restaurant, Josh? He's into it. <laughs> he likes it. He's you know, as a guy who likes his Italian food, and then I think that I thought it was Mexican. Once, once was it Mexican? I thought it was. I thought it was Italian. I don't know. Uh, so I, I guess that we got to go to Italian. Tiato. Was it Italian? Check out the menu. Yeah, to, I think so. I know. Seems a little heavy to eat so much Italian food. I, but he's going I, as a spite meal, right? He's going yeah, because he it. hates the place. And he, Larry it. has like a-hole OCD, where if he's upset about something, he needs to deal with it constantly. Right. All mm. you have to do is like listen to like his primal guttural scream the, the next time he's, uh, he's locked in the ugly section with Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, just like really like, you know, having his Wrath of Khan moment uh, because he can't handle having been stuck stranded with all of these miscreants in the ugly section mm-hmm. uh, he's obsessed he he will not leave until he yeah. attains justice so there is a teatro in santa monica but i, I guess it, it was teatros i think it was right uh it was is nick Kroll the maitre d <laughs> i don't know i don't know uh that looks like it's asian fusion this one uh huh? i don't know teatros uh santa monica so uh we'll see if anybody could tell us if it's a r- real restaurant or not uh, I would not have said Asian fusion. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Uh, yeah, I guess I could maybe see it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I just got Italian food vibes from Tiana. Okay. Uh, or like maybe like new American. Yeah. Feels like another thing that Larry and, uh, his, his fellow golf buddies well, be into. that's where everybody goes. Uh, and Larry is uh, quick to notice that all of the good looking people are in one section and that the other part of the restaurant is filled with, I guess, all of the normies who are not making the cut for the super attractive section. Josh, do you think that any restaurants really do this? <laughs> this didn't strike me as a thing. Uh, I didn't really pick up on this as like anything that I had ever considered in my life uh and maybe that's just because i've been in the ugly section my entire life with just like my head down in the bowl of pasta bolognese without like giving it a second thought of of where i am um but i i it struck me as this is not a thing and seems like a very bizarre thing for curb to be building an episode around and certainly uh taking its its title from uh, and yet, even though it's not a thing and like, I don't understand the thought process that gets Larry here in real life to, to putting it on the show, uh, I think I thought that it worked a lot better than it probably should have. I, th- <laughs> I okay. thought that it was all, I thought that it was all pretty funny. Akiva, it was shot. Are you buying the ugly section existing anywhere? Yeah, I could say I mean, if, it, if it existed anywhere, no offense. I feel like it would be in L.A. There's probably a few restaurants. I- I'm surprised they just don't kick the uggos out or have like a different store for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
I, yeah, I do think it would make sense. I think that maybe that you want to have sort of like your most, you know, attractive, desirable customer sort of like on the outside the where like, yeah. people by are walking by and it's like, oh, look at this, uh, honey like, trap. you know, uh, trendy place where all of the glitterati are, all of the, uh, you know, all the attractive young people are. This is, must be a, a hot place to get into. Uh, and then have everybody else, uh, sit further back inside. Uh, it was interesting that the motive was never explored in the episode akiva yeah i mean a lot of times on curve the motive isn't really uh at, at, you know at at stake but well, they get yeah, to the I, point where larry's asking nick crawl like uh so you you do you have an ugly section and nick crawl's like why why would we do something like that and larry can't even come up with a motive of the i don't know why would you have to do something like that I mean, at this restaurant, Nick Kroll appears to be the maitre d' and, like, the owner slash manager, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, like, he's in charge of everything. He's in charge of everything. Like, he can hire and fire employees at will mm-hmm. and uh, rehire them, you know, and uh, he's he, he handles the policy of the ugly people. If there's an emergency of somebody having a seizure, that's on Kroll, too, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's the buck stops with Nick Kroll in this restaurant. Yes. Of course, at this restaurant at Teatro's, there's also a bathroom attendant. Akiva, do you have any strong feelings about the <laughs> bathroom attendant? <sighs> Listen, I, I always in feel general, bad when you walk in, in this episode. Yeah, you. I, I don't. I don't counter them a ton. I guess at casinos, a lot of times you have them. Uh, not a fan, but you know. Um, listen, if that's what they want to do, God bless them. Yeah. You go to a wedding. You go to a bar mitzvah. There's a bathroom attendant. Often, I feel like uh, there's there's the bathroom attendant at like a very 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 fancy restaurant, uh, and uh, it it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I, I I very much felt for Larry here, uh, except I I would never you know engage the man to say please leave while I while I do what I'm <laughs> about to do here. I think I would just I would do it and then like make zero eye contact with the bathroom attendant on my way out. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a t- it's a tough thing. It's a tough. It's tough for everybody involved in this situation. I don't think anybody likes the bathroom attendant. Is anybody even the bathroom pro attendant. bathroom attendant? Yeah, I don't Akiva, think even the do bathroom a Twitter poll. Is. Yeah, who's, who's pro bathroom attendant? Now, are we sort of like are we? Of course, that we are a you know pro workforce podcast. Sure, sure. You know, we're sort of like uh, you know we want everybody to have a job, but yes, they should unionize and get out of the bathrooms. Yeah, they, they, you know, if they even were. Just I would like, love the bathroom attendant if they were just like going around from table to table. How's your meal? How's everything going? Do you want a mint for after yeah. the meal? Here's some mints. I've got a lot of mints. Do you need uh, some hand sanitizer? Like, did you just get a lot of marinara sauce yeah. on your hands? Do you need to like soap down in the middle of the <clears> meal? Uh, it's just like a roving attendant uh, would be all right. And, and maybe here's the thing. Look, uh, that like Larry David, we have no idea what's going on in, in the women's restroom. Maybe the maybe the, in the ladies room, the bathroom attendant is appreciated and somebody had the bright idea of okay well then maybe we should have somebody in the men's room but i feel like that the function of the men's bathroom attendant could be happening just as well outside of the restroom uh, that anything you might need from the guy a mint or anything like that i definitely don't need him to you know hand me a paper towel or anything like that or you know put the soap into my hands or i'm very capable of doing all of those things he could be up with his whole operation have his gum aftershave whatever else that he might have he could have that outside of the bathroom right yeah right no i agree i agree i think i think i think it's a it's a lot of pressure uh it's a lot of pressure for you as the bathroom user and then it's just like um, it's a bad it's a tough day in the life for the bathroom attendant yeah you know the 
the things they see. And Josh, the, the, the smells they smell. Do you tip the bathroom attendant if he gives you a paper towel? I, you have to. I, th- yeah. I, I think, you take I think like that's yeah, that's that's okay. a, that's a piece of it too. Is like you really kind of have to. Well, a lot really of times kind of I, I don't have a single. Uh, I I rarely have a, a, a one. I mean, uh, I don't have plenty of money like Akiva, but uh, I might have like a five on me or a credit card, and I don't have a one uh, a single to give the person. So do I, I? Can I? Do I not take the paper towels? Can I say I'm sorry, sir? I don't right. have one dollar. I can I'll just get my own paper towel. Yeah, or you take the paper towel and then like you leave in a hurry and you don't tip and like they think about that for hours afterwards. Yeah. You think about that for quite some time afterwards. Everybody walks away from that feeling terrible. Yeah. Or is the bathroom attendant even more necessary than ever, Akiva? At a time when hand washing has never been more mm. important, is the hand is the bathroom attendant sort of the uh, like the narc on the scene to make sure everybody is doing uh, practicing f- proper hygiene? What if the bathroom attendant like made you wash your hands? That would be fine. I mean, they do. I mean, you are a terrible person if you are not even washing your hands in the well, presence. Well, you, you walk out if, if, without washing your hands in front of the bathroom attendant, you just have a witness to your crime. Right. That's true. Right. Right. I feel like anything, the bathroom attendant like, is liable to say, uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I think you get a lot of oh, bathroom attendants. Mr. Coronavirus. Yeah, get yes. back. Uh, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like maybe well, maybe the bathroom attendant is more popular than ever right now. I don't know. I think I would I would not want to go anywhere near the bathroom attendant right now because uh, like I don't know what's going on with any of the people who are coming to and fro the bathroom mm-hmm. uh, right now in in the in the era of the coronavirus. Uh, but I don't think that I want to like have to like uh, physically interact with the guy who is uh, theoretically physically interacting with every single person who comes in and out of the bathroom. Mm, I don't know. Um, it's like a, that's a high risk traffic person. I don't know. Akiva, did you feel like that the story of the bathroom attendant himself, the actual guy who gets fired, did you feel like that that sort of uh, that part of the story kind of uh, didn't end up resolved in a satisfying way for that guy? No, I, I actually it's like one of the rare times Larry's a good guy. Like Larry actually gets in his job back and gets him a better job. Mm-hmm. And then we see it. So I wasn't like hilarious, but I actually it did tie together, not in any particularly funny way, but. Like they did, I thought this episode more than the other episode actually tied all their odds and ends together at the end. Yeah, Akiva, yeah. you haven't ranked the episode yet. Is this the best episode of the season? Uh, for me, if Josh said it's not or not even close, I I get it. This does hit home to me. I don't care so no. much that I, that Ed, Ed, Ed Begley is um, Doctor Winoker. By the way, uh, Begley was uh, in the accidental text on text on purpose in the in the last season with he was married. He was on the plane. He's married to June Diane Raphael, and I think they were like acting funny. I don't remember. It was, I think, one of the worst episodes, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, of of the 2017 season. Uh, so he has appeared one more one time previously. Um, uh, yeah, I, for me it is just because like the jet stuff was like this episode was written for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This has to be my number one episode we, of we the di- year. We diverge, but very slightly. I have it as the second best of the season. Okay, uh, all right, we're it, really it, on the well, same. Well, look, I I don't know the Jets. I don't know sports very well, uh, but I do know what it is like to be burned by a thing that you were a fan of so hard that mm-hmm, you blew sure. up your life as a result. Sure. So, like, uh, like I could definitely relate. Uh, and there's yeah. just there was a, a lot of uh, a lot of stories that just tied together very well. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought th- I I thought that uh, Sam Winokur was an incredible <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, the, the I, new I thought he Michael Seraphic. <laughs> it's just great. He was great. I thought that he was. Although fantastic. he's in the ugly section too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, let's talk about a little bit of the story of Carl. We talked about that Carl's uh, Jets fandom ended up. He couldn't take any more disappointment. Uh, Somehow that he has managed to become golf partners with Richard Lewis. He was able to survive all of that. Uh, But uh, they they go to a a lunch at Teatro after the game. And the topic of everybody's sex life uh, comes up. Kiva, did I hear right that Larry says that he and Cheryl had sex four times a week? Yeah, four times a week, as opposed to I think everyone else at the table, uh, other than Carl, was at one a week. Wow. Yeah, and they got divorced. Amazing. What what happened to, to the marriage? I'm not talking about my marriage this week, by the way. <laughs> nobody, nobody asked you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. just for the record, I'm not going to talk four about times, Four times a week. Four a times week. a week. Yeah, and I that's mean, after, you know, 20. But to be fair, they have no children. Like... It's probably they're older. They had no jobs and no kids. So it's a much different life than a lot of people like you could accidentally do it four times just out of boredom. You know what I mean? Does this tell us more about Cheryl than it does about Larry? Where I think so. that I feel like that uh, Cheryl's showing up at Larry's house for booty yeah. calls when yeah. uh, Ted Danson is out of town before tapping hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was wild. This was uh, such a revelation. Yeah, I, feel, I think I, feel I think like we, they have enough uh, like sort of like post sex scenes across the earlier seasons of Curb that true. this doesn't surprise me. Like it, it always did feel like Larry and Cheryl had a had a healthy, uh, if not like above average, sex life. No, uh, he, he, Larry is lying. He's lying <laughs> to impress his friends. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the first time somebody's ever done yeah. that with their golf buddies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they're hoping that this story gets back to Ted Danson. <laughs> no oh, way. That's, that's true. the next level Larry idea. Yeah. Sex four times a week. Right. Uh, but we hear about uh, Carl's wife, uh, Veronica, who has a supernatural almost vagina. Yeah. Magical is the word. A magical, <laughs> magical vagina. Uh, how like, is it re- described? Resurrect the dead. Uh, yes, like like, <laughs> like a nest of hummingbirds. Uh-huh. <laughs> nest of hummingbirds. It doesn't sound yeah, that pleasant. It says it's it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Josh, did you get the sense that uh, Jenna Maroney herself? Mm-hmm. Uh, did Did you get the sense that does does she know that she was uh, in possession of this superpower? You know, it, I was I was very mad at Larry for uh, trying to to get five hundred dollars out of the estate by the end of the episode. Because I think it, it did rob us of the opportunity of Larry yeah. being able to like uh, to weigh in one way or the other with firsthand experience uh, about Whoa. the magical nature. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, but that's I thought, the show, right? Yeah. Larry, Larry's tripping over his own feet. Like no, it's a different I, show. I, 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 Larry did think, I did think though it was like it was uh, like it was obviously going to get railroaded, but I, I don't know that that was like the best way to railroad it. Like I think that they ran out of a way. Yeah, uh, to, yeah. To we're to all really, disappointed. Like, yeah. I would say that this was my one complaint with maybe an otherwise uh, perfect episode. Yeah. Yeah. That Larry, for whatever reason, just brings up the It's so unrealistic, right? Uh, that, and not only that he would want the money back from Richard Lewis, but he's would right want the, the money door. back. He's right at the door. He's almost at Hogwarts, you know? Right. <laughs> right. That he, would, that he would fumble it uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins is that, style. Is that the bit, though? That it is like Austin Safarian Jenkins? He, he doesn't really say that, but it's like <laughs> he's mean, literally at the goal line and he fumbles it out of the end zone for a touchback. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes, uh, I don't I, like. I, I Larry David in this scenario would say anything. Like if she said, "By the way, can I borrow a hundred thousand dollars?" In that scenario, Larry's for sure saying yes. 
So the idea that Larry needs the $500 at that second, <laughs> it's a little out of character, but yeah. it's in character for, for the LD character to, to fumble at the goal line. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was surprised to have Ed Bakley's junior end up uh, or his son end up winning the week. I could have sworn we were headed towards a Leon uh, ending up uh, with an interception here, Uncle Keith. Mm. Well, it's a light Leon week. I actually think um, I think Larry might have won this week for me. I think Larry, Larry won had the a week. I think Larry had a really strong episode. I loved when he said uh, the Jets killed Carl and a little bit of the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's a good line. That's funny. <laughs> Um, I, I just, I thought Larry was like in rare form, like Larry's move, you know, he talked about, um, like if, if, if I, if it's a hit, he said earlier this season, you'll know it's a hit. And then he puts a hit on the, uh, on, on Carl's wife right away. And like, doesn't mess it up at the funeral. Like that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Larry he had almost strong- did. Larry was totally right about, about the, about the Teatro restaurant the whole, the whole time. Right. Yes. He was the only person who sensed that there's an ugly section and he was proven right. Yeah. I think Larry, I think Larry, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't land the lady, but he he had a good week. Yeah, but I think the the big win he he fumbles the big win. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a, a few uh, minor victories uh, compared to to where things could have gone. Yeah, he, but I mean, it was ask, imp- impressive that he got the date with the widow in the first place. Yeah, asking the widow about the handles on the casket at the funeral. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's an all timer. Yeah. I feel like they had to put in. Her saying that their marriage was shaky just to make him like less loathsome <laughs> during the episode. Um, Keith, did I miss it? Was there a payoff for the handles that uh, that there were the handles that were the problem at Latte Larry? He's asking about the handles, and then it was just that the handles were getting installed when the mugger came at the end. I think maybe they were. It was just like a side piece for them to like get Larry to like be ridiculous at the funeral. I mean, maybe it'll come up again in the finale, like the the handles from the front. But I don't very think relatable so. content though. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like the, just like the handle that really like screws up like your headphone cord while you're yeah. like doing like dishes. It's just the worst. Is there any chance we see uh, Carl's uh, uh, widow again? I don't Boy. think so. Uh, it doesn't feel like it, right? Like it feels like every week Larry is, uh, and maybe not even every single week, but often Larry just has like new love interest of the week. I think lo- new love interest at this it. point. Yeah, that's probably. That, it. I, think Ted, that's I thought for a second when Ted Danson hears the story about the magical V, and he's he's like uh, really interested. Ted Danson. I thought that's where the episode was going to end. That like Larry walks in on Ted Danson and her or something. Mm, that you know? could be in the future. Like if maybe. Larry, so that, if, if Larry gets back, Cheryl back, Ted Danson gets together with the widow. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, like I don't think you would see them like in bed. I think maybe like uh, that you that you might see them like arm in arm somewhere. Right. Um. So let's go back. We're we're all over the place, but there was so much to talk about in this episode. All right. So for uh for the widow Veronica, uh, that a lot of neck rashes in this episode. Uh, apparently for for some reason. Uh, so she has to get hers uh checked out by uh Ed Bagley Jr.'s son, uh, <laughs> who performs a full body exam here. Um, Akiva, what's happening with this? It is really like. It's funny, but it's one. It's so unrealistic. It's like one of the most unrealistic things that I could remember on the show. That like, oh yeah, of course, any doctor's son is a doctor. Like to the point where he just sets up an exam. Are we to believe that Ed Begley's son, my cousin Sam Winoker, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> did he did he like uh, like get with 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 this widow? When he did the full body thing, he talked about it so clinically that it didn't seem like it. Yeah. Well, do you think that did the widow seduce Sam Winokur? Oh, and like maybe it's just like his kind of like assessments of daily interactions are as clinical as they are. 
So he's just like kind of giving like the very by the book breakdown of of what occurred. I mean, you would think that this would be highly inappropriate in a medical procedure for uh, that she has some, uh, some skin condition to have a full body examination. That seems like that that would be. Well, I mean, if he was a, if he was like an actual dermatologist and they were doing like a full body, like you know, once over to see if like you've got like any untoward moles. Yeah. Akiva, dermatologist like that. is that even a real doctor? Uh, we well, if you remember about skin cancer, it sure is. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. do their, if you do their taxes, it definitely is. They make a lot of money Pro- up there with as much I as almost any doctor. I'm, I'm just going for the Seinfeld reference. I'm the, I'm the, yeah, I'm yeah, not no, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, like, yeah, I've got a great dermatologist. Don't yeah, come from a dermatologist. Yeah, that's right. Skin yeah. cancer. So uh, I think that Veronica seduced Sam Winokur. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I. I think that's very. It's very possible. Um, he is. A, they did make sure there was. There's a funny thing. He's like, wait, his Carl's kid, isn't he in high school? And Larry's like, yeah, but he's a senior. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, <laughs> all right, good. Do you think there is a thing like um, about uh, about doctors' kids? Like, I know doctors' kids are much more likely to become doctors. Like, any of my friends whose dads were doctors, like those were the people who at least wanted to become doctors. And sometimes, like, you know, they they get spit out. Like, you know, for you know, freshman year biology, they realize like, oh, my dad's smart, I'm dumb, mm-hmm. but. Like it's it's a little bit arrogant for a person to be like, you know, who should be like the person who saves lives? Me. If your dad isn't a doctor, like I feel like it's harder to become a doctor if you don't have some family member as a doctor. Yeah, I think it's, uh, they were just like going off of like a joke of like uh, that's th- things that that would be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And I think that they were just like uh, playing with that idea as opposed to it being a real thing that they were making fun of. Yeah, none of this yeah. was real this week, except apparently the Jets pain. The Jets thing the was Jets very real. Oh, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know, uh, Akiva. It seemed like that uh, word got out to like the Jets beat writers that this was going to be in the episode. How, how did that come to be? It's a good question. I have no idea who leaked like this little part of the story. I guess the season hasn't hasn't had a tunnel ton of press maybe like larry's friends with you know rich eisen or one of those nfl network people i have no idea how they randomly unless maybe hbo was showing ads this week and someone mm-hmm. caught it I, you know i don't i'm not watching hbo or like an week, hbo rep could reach out to like some very possibly notable yeah. writers very at a possibly. sports site and be like hey is this like is tell happening. the jets fans check out this episode yeah. This yeah. Really funny. yeah akiva could you tell josh any uh good larry david and the jets stories that you might know Oh, so Larry David earnestly thinks, Josh, mm-hmm. that he would be the, the, like an ideal offensive coordinator for the Jets. Like, like actually, he like he, if he could abandon his current lifestyle and profession and go work uh, and, and like turn right the ship for for the for the New York Jets. Yeah, he earnestly thinks that he would be good at it. Like this is his <laughs> bit. He's like campaigned for the job almost like he really <laughs> thinks what's what's interesting about LD and the Jets uh, is the Jets are, I believe, ze- have zero mentions in the in the nine season run of Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. The Mets are, are, you know, come up a bunch, but I don't believe the Jets are ever referenced. The Yankees certainly, any, yeah. The Yankees certainly. I don't think, and the Knicks for sure. The Rangers, the Devils. The I don't think the the Jets have are mentioned one time. I think we even had Sean Falconer look this up at some point mm-hmm. um, in the whole Seinfeld run, which maybe means it's, it was more Jerry's fandoms than Larry's because Larry, it's it's his favorite team. Yeah. The Jets are his favorite um, team. So maybe it's yes. because it's such a sensitive subject. 
uh, like a rash on the neck that like, you know, he doesn't want to itch it because it's too painful. Well, they were, they were so irrelevant during uh, most of the run of Seinfeld. Yeah, like they yeah. were just so unbelievably irrelevant and bad for, for most of Seinfeld. Like if you didn't live in New York, you didn't know what the Jets were. This is how detached from sports I was. Is like I just figured because all of my friends were Jets fans, they must be good. So I never <laughs> knew they were so bad. No, it's because you lived on Long Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Now, it's just because I lived on Long Island. <laughs> Akiva, did you find yeah. it plausible that Carl, uh, that his night terrors of waking up yelling uh, Watson was because yeah. the Jets passed on Deshaun Watson in the 2017 draft? Yeah, it's a little random, but again, that's probably Not like Mahomes? Larry's. Yeah, it should be Mahomes. If they wrote it now, it would for sure be Mahomes. But like they were taking a bet when they wrote this episode in September. That, you know, that it was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But I, I don't think Mahomes was a realistic target for them. And I think uh, Watson maybe, maybe. maybe could have been. Um, but Josh, also Larry David, I think on many occasions has called the general manager of the New York Jets <laughs> to try to tell them, convince them to draft a certain player. I think oh, there's God. a couple of uh, records of this that Larry David claimed that he tried to get Mike McCagnin to draft Lamar Jackson. Uh, in the uh twenty in the draft they took Sam Darnold. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think been- of like of some of the people whose uh whose work I really admire, like uh like actors I admire or filmmakers that I admire, uh, who I really tend to just almost without exception love their work. Who I would want to have my phone number less than Larry David. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I just like I really would hate for Larry David to have my phone number and need to call me about anything. Be uh, a, a huge anxiety <laughs> nightmare. Akiva, allegedly, he tried to tell uh, call the Jets to tell them to draft Reggie Bush in 2006. Yeah, I th- you know, I, people only tell stories about who they who they said should be drafted when the players ended up being good or they were right. Mm-hmm. Nobody. He's not going to tell the stories like when he called Mike Tannenbaum. And, you know, and said they should draft some bust. He's probably leaving that story out. Yeah. Can you imagine if he, like, called us up and tried to, like, micromanage which podcasts we did on post-show recaps? <laughs> like, Fringery Watch. You got to do the Fringery Watch. Yeah. Like, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, it'll be big numbers. Then you do one episode. There's, like, seven listeners and you call him up and he doesn't answer. Oh, I also see a, a headline. Larry David distrusts Adam Gase because he wears hats. That's why he distrusts Adam Gase? <laughs> uh okay so uh let's see uh the ugly section um you know larry seems dumbfounded when uh it seems like that larry has it all figured out of so he is uh going to the he he arrives with jane krakowski and they they want to put her in the good looking section and then uh when larry walks in they move them both to the ugly section but then when Susie shows up with Ted Danson they sit them in the attractive section and Larry is stumped why this is and I feel like that he's missing a big thing a big yeah, reason big <laughs> that Ted Danson is famous uh, famous uh, it doesn't matter what attractive or unattractive famous is famous you put famous in the attractive section it doesn't make sense, right? Like, first of all, Ted Danson is like a, like a, a hot dude, right? Like people think no, he's very he's attractive. It's, people Ted, think, Dance, Ted Danson is living off reputation. Take think, a good I look at Ted Danson. I think people, I think people think Ted Danson's a daddy. You think so? A zaddy? Yeah, yeah, maybe even a zaddy. Uh, Ted Danson. Uh, I ha- I hate to say it, like uh, show uh, like uh, a, a person from another planet. Show them a picture of Ted Danson. Don't show them young Ted Danson. I don't mean to old old shame Ted Danson. Uh-huh. 
Ted Danson might have lost his fastball in the looks department. Uh, he's still like getting people to strike out, throwing ninety-two mile an hour cheese. Like Ted Danson is, I think, is good looking. I think, yeah, I think Ted Danson gets it. Is your wife home? Holler downstairs and ask her if Ted Danson is good looking. I think not. Ted Danson gets it. <laughs> okay, the, well, but that's the fame thing, Josh. Like he, he definitely, he could, you know, pick up any lady on the street. He definitely has game. Yeah. Ted Danson is twenty twenty. Yeah. Ted Danson attractive. Is that yeah, to us? Question. Or are we just like still like shouting into you the guys, ether? Uh, that yeah. you, you guys are pounding the table saying yes. Should I, Akiva, should I make this Akiva a Twitter poll, poll right now? Poll. Yeah, right now. Right All right. Now, so right with now. the end of the episode, yeah. we will. And include yeah. modern. <laughs> I don't mean to. I'm not trying to look shame Ted Danson. Yeah. 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 I'm saying Ted Danson's in the attractive section because he's famous. Yeah. But he's got like great diction. You know, he's got diction. Gr- yeah. His diction's great. Are I you think being funny right who's now? Who's attracted no, to I, diction? I think the way he speaks. Uh, like it's like he's got he's got he's got great style. It seems Does like he? A, he seems like he's got he yeah. He's, Michael he's from the good guy. place. He's always looking great. <laughs> he's getting dressed by 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 you know uh the the worker like the you know the style people on on uh it's on a the skin good suit Akiva. I think like it, uh is he the devil on that show? Mary Steenburgen like real spouse goals. Right, like you want to look that good and like be that into each mm-hmm. other at that age. Yeah. Have we talked about Mary Steenburgen in this this uh, this no, uh, season? MIA, nowhere to be found. Do you know this? No, but do you know that in real life she had some like health complications? She had some sort of I think brain surgery, and she woke up and she's like a musical genius now. Oh, it's really? a real story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, she yeah. like had no musical background, and she woke up and and now she like hears music. And she wrote yeah. a song that they thought would win the Oscar. It ended up getting snubbed from even being nominated for um, this British movie. But she wrote like a really good song. She's yeah. like, she's like a music whiz now. It's this, wow. this medical miracle. It's insane. That's a similar backstory to how I came up with the Wanda. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> um, yeah. That was uh, that was TBI. I think. You could be a couple <laughs> goals of uh, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen, uh, but uh, as far as Akiva and I are concerned, we're a couple goals: Ted Danson and Whoopi. Whoopi. Okay. We we're a fan of the <laughs> Ted know, Danson. Yeah. And you have a certain point of view on these things. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I preferred her with uh, Doc Brown. Actually, actually, Ted Danson's looking a little Doc Brown these days. Yeah. Uh, where's Jules and Vern? Yeah, they're, 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 they look, Mary Steenburgen and Ted Danson look like they're about to get into a time traveling flying train. Yeah, I don't think uh, Vern's getting out of the ugly <laughs> section, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Um, Keith, we had a, a classic Susie calling Larry a bald F. Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's always a uh, home Susie run. getting into the, the, the attractive section was hysterical. <laughs> that, was, that was great. And Larry's indignance over it was, <laughs> was incredible. Yeah. Susie maybe needed one more scene to win the week. First of all, he called her Miskite. I don't know if you guys have ever heard <laughs> no, that word. No, what is that? Well, so I, the word Zeskite is used more often. It would be like a, a, like a grandma calls her grandkid Zeskite, which I think basically means like, you know, cute, whatever. But yeah. Miskite is like an uggo. Yeah. And, um, and so <laughs> he calls her a Miskite, which is a Yiddish word, uh, which clearly like the other people at the table, you know, Ted Danson doesn't know what Miskite is. It's not even a very popular Yiddish word now. And then like a few minutes later when he walks away, she's like, I'm not a Miskite. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, the like the tone and like uh, the foreign quality of the word probably uh, makes everybody in the near area uh, really on the edge of their seats. Like something yeah. really, really <laughs> bad just went down. Mm. Um. <laughs> 
let's see. What, what else from this episode? Oh, oh, we didn't talk about Richard Lewis uh, at all, about Richard Lewis. And- yeah, bad, bad week for uh, <laughs> your boy, Richard Lewis, who I know you guys are so fond of. Yeah, Richard Lewis is playing with a putter that is uh, not to specification, Akiva. Is, is this a thing you've ever heard of? I, I know it's a thing, uh, but I think this was the least uh, like odious Richard Lewis episode, by the way. I like that Richard's like the bad guy and has it coming to him. Um, I, it is Golf is a weird sport, right? Like golf's the only sport where like knowing the rules is valuable. Like if I'm like, hey, I know all the rules of basketball. It was like, great. You're just an annoying person to watch basketball with. But for some reason in golf, like the guy who knows all the rules is like super valuable around the golf course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, that caddy is like, oh, my God, of course, <laughs> you can't have like an 80 degree. There's too much math and too much. Too, you know, you have to know all the rule book about like how the how the putters work. Uh, this all culminates with Richard Lewis uh, being carjacked or robbed at gunpoint because he's driving uh, the Bentley by a by guy a Jets fan. In, in, a, in a Jets mask. He's like the Phantom of the Opera is what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, it's got like the half mask. Is that the mascot for the Jets? The Phantom of the Opera? No, no, no. The Jets don't really have a mascot. They have a guy who is like uh, in his sixties who goes on another guy's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, That's he's it? a fireman. Fireman Ed. <laughs> Josh, have you never been to a professional football game? Uh, I have been to college football. I don't think I've okay. ever been to an NFL game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, I went to a game at LSU for a bachelor party. Oh, was, okay. Uh, that's it was that's very, a real it was game. very yeah. very hot. I was still drinking at the time, and I had drank very heavily the night before, and we had no shade whatsoever, and we were just like sweltering <laughs> in the Louisiana sun, hungover, and I never went to a football game again. <laughs> that was it. Senior Twitter poll. It's twenty twenty. Ted Dance hot. You needed yeah. to include a picture. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the update on that, it looks like uh, it's a little bit tight, but it seems like people think this 2022 is People in their head are have a different image of what I'm going right, to include will, a, will, a, a will, picture of Ted. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think I think people of all ages, Ted Danson, I think he's there for all of it through uh, Ted Danson for every decade. Yeah. Oh, it just went down. Uh, it's now uh, 54.8% to 45.2%. So it's getting <laughs> okay, closer. Uh, I, I asked Sally Splasher um, before I put up the poll, and she says, uh, Curb Ted Danson is hot. What do you mean? I had a similar yeah. thought, but. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cur- Curb Ted Danson is hot, uh, but uh, Good Place Ted Danson, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, see, I'm into, I'm into Good Place Ted Danson. So this just tells you where I'm at. I like the glasses, <laughs> I like the blazers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh,. Yeah, uh, young Ted Danson, sure, no, no doubt about it. Like a three men and a baby Ted Danson. Yeah. Didn't Ted Danson used to have a hairpiece also, Josh? What's going on there? Did he have a hairpiece? Yeah, that was a big plot point on Cheers. I thought. Oh, I wasn't a Cheers guy. You know, not a Cheers I guy. No, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever watched a full episode of Cheers before. I, I, all right. Well, we got we got Josh's next podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheers rewatch. What about, I don't know, season three, episode seven, or a full Cheers rewatch after Lost? I don't know. I, I've yeah. seen a lot of people recently rewatching Cheers, so I, which may, leads me to believe, like, a lot of funny people. No, which leads, Akiva, like, we, you're reading it wrong. They're watching a show called Cheer. Mm, yeah. It's on, no, they're no, watching no, no, a show no. called Cheer, yeah, not Cheer. A, they're uh, also watching Cheers. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, a lot of, like, comedy people, re- I, I bet it holds up well. Josh, I think you might like Cheers. If you're ever, like, you know, home alone with nothing to do, I think you'll really like Cheers. 
That never happens for me anymore. I know. But if it ever happened, <laughs> okay. you might, you know, cut from like eight to seven podcasts a day yep. and then make cheers your, your prayer. All right. Um, I'll think about it. Keith, did you think that Larry was especially brave when he was going to go talk to the mugger? Yeah, I, I guess Larry knows, like, oh, who's ever going to shoot me? I always have this thing where if, like, that was me, I'd be like, I'm happy to give you the money, but please don't take, like, the credit card and the ID. It's just such a hassle. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, I, 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 like, I think I'd always ask that, even though I'm proud. I'd probably pee no, my pants give, and let I him have it. I give everything away immediately. Yeah. And, I, and mm-hmm. I make no eye contact, and I, I, I highlight the fact that uh, I have bad vision, so I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you look like. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just fork everything over. I just <laughs> fork it over. Yeah. Like, like I don't place. Know. Yeah. Just take Forky. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Forked up situation. <laughs> Rob, I responded to your take it sleazy Ted Danson. Good With place, a young Jeff. Ted Danson. With a young Ted Danson. So now I'm looking at them side by side. And the young Ted Danson is saying, want to make out. And he's got like his brow furrowed in such a way where like he looks like an old person. Uh, trying to look young like it looks like he's dying his hair it looks like he's not like living his best life whereas like the ted danson of now just feels very authentic to himself mm-hmm. yeah i think authenticity is very sexy okay mike bloom yeah. says we stand a silver fox mm. yeah. okay uh here's what here's the test because Brendan Fitzpatrick says ted danson has a face <laughs> for podcast you find find a woman who doesn't watch any sitcoms and then show her a picture of Ted Danson and say, is this, is this a hot man or not? And then she will tell you that. No, I don't think so. This is uh, not a hot man. Should I ask Emily? She might be in the next room. I can just call for her. <laughs> ask Emily. Hey, yeah, don't yeah. Ask Emily! Ted Danson. Uh, that, that, yeah. that, that, I think we need to have a woman on this podcast next Emily, week. We don't know anything here. about Come women. Come on in. <laughs> so I don't know if she's here. Then I wouldn't have had is, to you know, drop the V word. Also. I mean, we'll the, the bar for hot It'll has gotten very low. <laughs> I, I, it's also like it, it's a, you know, a fame gives you, to add, takes you from like a seven to a nine automatically. Seven like, it's hard to It's hard to view Ted Danson you know, in like a magical world where you don't know who he is and that he, you know, is successful and funny and famous. Okay. All right. And rich. Do we, do we like Nick Kroll in the episode? He wasn't really that funny. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't. They they gave him a straight role, kind of, and they gave, uh, and they gave uh, Jane Krakowski also a, uh, a straight, a pretty straight role in the episode yeah. too. It's really the big, it, it really was, I do think, Sam Winokur winner of the week. <laughs> uh, you know, he gets the job that he wants. Uh, he gets to go to. Yeah. He gets to see magic. He won the week. Firsthand. He won the week. Oh, okay. I got a response from Emily. I texted yes. her. I said, "Are you here?" I didn't get a response. I said, "Is Ted Danson hot? Yes or no? Need a fast answer." And in all caps, H O T hot. Okay. All right. Yeah. So is that Silver at least Fox. Ha- happy in the? Yeah, Emily Fox says Silver Fox. I mean, is Richard Lewis hot? No, no, <laughs> no, no. A ghoul. You want 100 a to zero poll? Nobody thinks that Richard Lewis is hot. Yeah. Is yeah, Larry call David Ghostbusters. hot? Call the Ghostbusters. Set the trap. <laughs> Put him in the containment unit. Ghoul. Richard Lewis. Why is does he Larry hot? think he's what hot? What is this question? <laughs> Why does Richard Larry think who's hot? hot? Himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's very well dressed, Larry David. I like I like how Larry David dresses. When has Larry ever thought he's, he's hot? Yeah. Like like all of a sudden he's like, I just realized like I'm ugly. Like well, Larry, you you cared about your looks. Ali, Sally Splasher says that Larry's not hot. The, I I don't mm. like I I've never I I mean Larry supposedly pulls like much 
younger ladies now, but uh, that's not his looks. Like he wasn't yeah. doing it ten years ago when no one knew who he was, or twenty years ago, yeah, pre curb when no one knew. Uh, who he well, was. he's got confidence uh, that basically he went from a coffee, come to my coffee shop, to he turned that into a let's go on a, a dinner or any meal of your choosing. Yeah. Larry has game. Larry for sure ha- can can spit some game, right? Like <laughs> maybe he, that's he, why he thinks he should do the the uh, gents, uh, the Jets. I said the Jets. Yeah, New York. Should the Jets rebrand as the Gents? Mm. Like the gentlemen? Yeah, <laughs> it's too close to the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> should the Giants rebrand to the Gents? <laughs> the, the New York Gents. That's not bad. <laughs> should they fuse and become the Gents? They already play in one stadium. Yeah, I know. That I knew. So it seems like it would be pretty easy. Between the two teams, they might have one good roster. <laughs> the New York Gents. Can that be who we are from now on when we come onto the Curb podcast? The New York Gents? New York Gents? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The, supposedly okay. not one person on Earth yeah. thinks Richard Lewis is not hot. Gentiles. Richard Lewis well, is Well, that's a what I was thought you meant. Because most, most football teams are all gentile right there's very few jews in the, in the nfl so richard lewis definition, is the phantom of the opera this yeah. is not richard lewis isn't in the conversation who's the, he was ta- he was tanking that table for sure akiva who's the most famous jewish nfl player uh probably sid luckman who was like the great quarterback of the 40s is is probably the best jewish football player mm. it's a good question now there's like the schwartz brothers are jewish they're like very good offensive linemen but they're not super famous but there's very few jews in the nfl shockingly mm. okay there used to be the nba used to be chock full of jews um uh, in like the fifties, uh, but then then the league was integrated, and 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 now there's very few Jews, but there's a couple. Okay, all right, Akiva. If uh, Le'Veon Bell is out for the season uh, this year, do we b- blame Carl? I think it is a little bit of a curse, but it might be a blessing because what he <laughs> gave us last year was mostly useless. Yeah, uh, Josh, did you know the Jets' quarterback got mono this year? No, I was surprised to hear that. <laughs> yes, that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, that happened. Uh, not a lot of That's professional you know athletes cursed. come down with mono and, yeah, and miss. How do you come down with mono as a? I think you uh, make out with a lot of women. Yeah, mm. just going to the club. In bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very young. He's like twenty-two. Yeah, he's he like the, uh, not much older than uh, Sam Winokur. Oh wow! Yeah, that's they also true. named Sam. Yes. Oh yeah. Like Maybe to see him perform too. some magic. Yeah. Yeah. Not have a rash of injuries. What do you think the listings? I, I ask this sometimes on Seinfeld, Josh. What do you think? Um, you know, in the ugly section, what do you think the casting listings for like extras who sit oh, in the ugly yeah, section? I was thinking like? about that too. Like, did they know what they were walking into? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought a lot of it was was really leaning on the way it was shot, like and like the direction probably be like look as miserable as possible as you were eating this pasta. Like they, they, there was like one woman who was just like look looked like she was just like having the worst day as she was eating like. A spaghetti pomodoro, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the listings were probably were probably rough. Okay, not great. All right. Well, we've learned so much here today. One hundred thirty yes. votes cast in your poll so far, Kiva. Ted Danson, I think, with an insurmountable lead at this point. Yeah. yeah. So Josh I, I, is officially declaring yeah. Uh, yeah. Ted Danson to well, be hot. Just as far as the ten percent of precincts yeah. are in, but Josh is already yeah. ready to make the yeah. call. Yeah, I'm ready to make the projection that uh, uh, Ted Danson 2020 is uh, is is winning this poll today. Okay. There you go. Can I say, Rob, uh, very little uh, Latte Larry stuff, and it was ancillary. Nothing mm-hmm. really Harvey Weinstein related at all um, in this episode. Maybe that's, you know, and, and very little with, with Cheryl. Uh, you know, stay, you know, turning it into a, a almost th- standalone episode really worked for Curb. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really fun episode of uh, Curb. Uh, really, gl- really glad I watched it on Sunday night. So uh, for this episode alone, I feel like it was worth it to have the weekly podcast going. I, I was uh, another great line. Susie was Susie's like, of course, I didn't get into the the good looking section. I was with you and Fat Boy. Like the amount of disdain <laughs> she has for her husband. Yeah. Like, for, first of all, the relationship. Like, imagine if your wife had a friend that you could openly call ugly. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. well, imagine what kind of relationship that would be. That there, it's like so toxic that you could, or that your your friend has a wife. Excuse me. That uh, that you could call ugly, and uh, and the fact that she just loathes her her husband so much that she could just call him fat boy. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are they are bound by hate. These people. <laughs> yeah. No update on Rusty uh, from last week, Josh. Uh, you I think, think presumed dead. Presumed, presumed dead. dead. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, thought that was his funeral. We saw a funeral in the wrong. coming attraction. We 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 thought it was Rusty. Uh, yeah, I was mm-hmm. very sideswiped by uh, what it ended up being because you know no one slid into my mentions and spoiled the thing, and and so I when I was watching the episode, I'd completely forgotten about the preview, uh, and then when they said that Carl had taken his own life, I suddenly remembered the funeral, and I was I was stunned. Yeah, not, not what I expected at all. Akiva, did yeah. uh, we get any sense of uh, what Carl did? What do you mean, what he did? That, that, uh, oh, how he killed himself? Yeah. No, for a Jet fan. As for a Jet, he said fan. he left a note. It, he, uh, left, like a he left a note. note. Like a cryptic note that he said he was. Uh, yeah. He can't take any more disappointment. Yeah. Another thing I liked uh, when Larry comes back to the widow's house, he's like, "Did you notice the tremendous tip I left? I did it for you, not the not <laughs> yeah. the guy who served us." Like, because he's openly like, "Great, she likes me for my money. That's amazing." I do like that this season when all the others had not. It's like Larry embracing, like, "I'm a rich guy with nothing to do with my money. I have no children, no wife. Let's like blow the money to make my life better." But then, why does he talk about the five hundred dollars with her? <sighs> He's cursed, he can't help you know. Himself. He can't, can't help, help himself. Can't help himself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, then him and the Jets uh, deserve each other. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like also when the, when the widow is when he's leaving and she's like a Jets hater. She's like he didn't survive the ground. It was actually a fumble. It was a good call. Like, is she a big Patriots fan? I thought that was that was random. Yeah. Is she anti Jets? Is she trolling him? I mean, the Jets did kill her husband. Like maybe she maybe she's now you know she's just a Patriots fan. I don't think she's a Patriots fan. I think it's like the way one time my wife wanted to go out for her birthday and the Jets game was running late. So she started rooting for the Steelers out of spite. Hmm. Chargers okay. fan? Nobody's a Chargers fan. <laughs> Nobody. No. There's no such thing. Not, e- not even in a show where an 18-year-old is operating on, on, <laughs> on people. Can there be a Chargers fan? Not that unrealistic. Maybe in the good place. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right. So there you go. Uh, Josh, anything else from this week's Curb? No, uh, but I did watch the preview for next week. Yeah, you excited to see Don Draper? Uh, I like to see Don Draper. I like to see Sweet D in the house. This, I think yes. this is going to be a good one. This yeah, could be yeah great. great. This could be great. Okay. All yeah. right. Very excited uh, for next week on Curb. Do you think that uh, Akiva is, are we going to see John Hamm in a one episode uh, spot here? Do you think he'll have like a three episode arc to close out the season? Oh, I'd love if he has three, but it, the, the, it seems like, is there any real major guest who's other than Vince Vaughn who's really been in more than one episode? I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I'd love to see John Hamm is going to be a winner no matter what he does. So yeah. I'm excited about that. And he and Larry David were together oh, in no. that movie, that HBO <laughs> oh, movie. No. Remember oh, that no. thing? What was that called? What, Josh, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just had a vision of the future, uh, that what? John Hamm is going to be the latte Larry's bathroom victim. You think oh, he's going to no, be the bathroom no victim? Way. No, there's no way. I don't think mm. Hamm likes that reputation. Mm. I don't think he's going on a show and playing with it. Yeah, but I feel like Curb Your Enthusiasm has a has a tendency to make you like 
lean into and address the thing that you don't like about your persona True, but in a very it's a weird way. call to like john ham's agent like Will you come on and play yourself? And yeah. also, you have you know. No, I, I I'm still standing by my call that Larry needs to defecate and then has to be forced <laughs> into the women's bathroom yeah. because the the uh, that it needs uh, the male appendage to detect to open. I, I think that that's. I what, hope you're right yeah. for John Ham's sake. I hope you're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Akiva, anything else going on? Uh, outside this episode, anything you want to say. Uh, my tooth, my teeth hurt. I had my wisdom tooth pulled. I know that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's going on. Dentist said hardest hardest tooth pull of his that's whole career. Crazy. Hey, that's, that's something, tough. right? Yeah. yeah, I know. Because I was like, my wife thought I was being a big baby, and then he said that, and I was like, wow, I'm going to milk this for four or five days. You have strong um, roots. Yeah, very strong roots. How do you feel about milk generally? Milk. Yeah, I'm pro. I'm you- pro milk. Yeah. But only in cereal. I don't. I've never had a cup of milk plain in my life. I've, mm. I just have it in cereal. I don't think I've ever done that. And I don't eat chocolate. Do you think milk improves most foods? I don't know. I don't know what's in foods because I don't cook. So I just <laughs> yeah. eat what my wife hands me. Yeah. And before that, I ate what my mom handed me. And I'm a big baby. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's in foods. I don't know what's. Do you think I look at the ingredients? Like, yeah. do I, you think I, like I ask my wife, "Hey, is this kosher?" When she's like feeding it to me, I don't know. I yeah. just eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's going on with me? Yeah, I did a Brady Punch podcast with Rob. People, season three, uh, episode seven. Season three, episode seven. We got a and, big one. I won't... And we've heard lots of great reviews. Like not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, a lot of not as bad. Not you know, not uh, not unlistenable. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like sometimes we get on thirty two fans. Um, yeah, we got a big one coming up this week. I won't spoil it in case you haven't listened to the the wheel yet. And uh, I think Chester and I for a bracket season, which has started. I think we're doing a. Best Seinfeld characters bracket on 32 fans at some point soon. What constitute a best Seinfeld character? Like, as, uh, like are Jerry, Elaine, George, and uh, uh, Kramer, they're going to be the, the one seeds? I didn't make it. Do you think it should be no Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer? Like, I, I don't know. It's a, people, people have asked that, and I, I Chester mean, made it not me, so I don't know. Is, you know, with like uh, in this 64-team tournament. Is Sidra going to be Kramer in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't even know if she's the 64 seed. <sighs> yeah. I think it's very clear Final Four if you're having them in there. Well, I don't know, because Chester hates Jerry. Chester thinks Jerry's like the absence of a character. Mm. He thinks Chester, he th- well, Chester thinks J- Jerry is a replacement level character. Then it must that be true. Yeah, if Alex says it, well, yeah. <laughs> His mom is a doctor, so he, he knows these things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He, he also pulled clips for all of them. This is going to be like a 14 part. Or, <laughs> it's either going to be a 30 hour episode or a 14 part uh, series that we forget to finish, knowing, knowing 32 fans. Yeah. I don't know, so. Okay. We'll see. Oh, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There you yeah. go. All yeah. right. So check that out. Uh, lots going on. We'll be back with uh, to talk about John Hamm on the next uh, <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 